Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 266, the third Sunday of Advent, Year B. Our Advent journey of waiting is nearing its end. Only one more Sunday after this and then Christmas will be upon us. There's a tone of increasing joy and expectation in the readings and prayers this weekend. The whole weekend is called Rejoice Sunday, as we're filled with joy at the nearness of the Lord and the salvation he brings to us and our loved ones and friends. This offer of salvation is for all people of every time and place. There's something ironic in the gospel this weekend. John the Baptist himself illustrates this in his own life. The disciple who is humble and self-forgetting, rejecting the temptation to pride and being open to change his thinking, so as to match the ways of God. This extraordinary prophet who came to testify to the coming of Jesus, who is the light of the world, himself practices the word he preaches, because John the Baptist got a bit of a shock when Jesus arrived. John had been preaching the old fire and brimstone model of the Old Testament prophets. He taught that the judgment of God was close at hand. He warned people that Christ would bring down judgment upon the earth, uprooting the stubborn plants. But then along comes our Lord, who announces in line with our first reading a time of grace and mercy. This is a season of jubilee, including the complete and wholesale cancellation of debt, as well as freedom of prisoners and forgiveness of sins and renewed life and favour from God. John the Baptist is understandably confused. It's as if he was preparing everyone to celebrate a funeral And then at the last minute, someone rushes up and says, actually, it's a wedding feast, not a funeral. That was the dramatic revelation that probably took John the Baptist and many others by surprise. We know John the Baptist was fairly surprised and confused because in Matthew's gospel, we're told that he sends disciples to ask Jesus outright, are you the one who is to come or ought we wait for another? May we be ever ready to adjust our course according to sudden and unexpected commands from God. God sees the whole picture and knows best, certainly better than our own mortal perceptions. We would not be a very useful instrument in God's hands if we were not open to adjusting our direction at the sudden instructions of the master craftsman. To be truly open to fine adjustments, we must not assume that our vision is the perfect touchstone of how things should be, but rather we remain open to God's word and the wisdom of the faith community and the experiences and insights of our brothers and sisters around us. We can so easily want to stretch God's ways and thoughts so they suit our desires and expectations. We are constantly on guard against this so that we can, like John the Baptist, decrease so that Christ will increase. O come, Lord Jesus, deliver us without delay. Come, Lord, and save us. Come, Lord of light. Your Spirit all around us with you. Eternal life with wisdom in your word. is enough.
Rejoice in the Lord always, again I say rejoice, indeed the Lord is near. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. The Lord be with you. Greetings everyone and welcome as we gather to ponder with reverence God's Word and Sacrament. We continue on our Advent journey and we now light the third Advent candle, the Rose Candle, also known as the Shepherd's Candle. It reminds us of the joy the world experienced at the coming birth of Christ. O Lord and Leader of Israel, Come and save us with your mighty power. Lord, have mercy. O stock of Jesse, come to deliver us without delay. 
Christ have mercy. O key of David and scepter of Israel, come to free those who sit in the valley and shadow of death. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who see how your people faithfully await the feast of the Lord's Nativity, enable us, we pray, to attain the joys of so great a salvation and to celebrate them always with solemn worship and glad rejoicing. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall exalt in my God, for he has clothed me with the garments of salvation. He has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decks himself with a garland, and as a bride adorns herself, with her jewels. For as the earth brings forth its shoots, and as a garden causes what is sown in it to spring up, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring up before all the nations. The Word of the Lord My soul rejoices in my God My soul glorifies the Lord My spirit rejoices in God my Saviour He looks on his servant in her nothingness Henceforth all ages will call me blessed The Almighty works marvels for me Holy his name, his mercy is from age to age, on those who fear him. He fills the starving with good things, sends the rich away empty. He protects Israel his servant, remembering his mercy. My soul rejoices in my God. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Thessalonians. Brothers and sisters, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, 
For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise the words of prophets, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. May the God of peace himself sanctify you entirely and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do this. The Word of the Lord. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He sent me to bring the good news to the poor. Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Chapter 1, verses 6 to 8 and 19 to 28. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed, and he did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He said, No. Then they said to him, Who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing if you are neither the Messiah nor Elijah, nor the prophet. John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong of his sandal. This took place in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The Gospel of the Lord One of my seminary professors, a wise old Irishman called Father Dave Hoare, said, True learning happens not by getting the right answers, but by asking the right questions. So many questions. 
Today's encounter in the Gospel is full of them, eight in all. Why are there so many questions in this brief passage? And why doesn't Jesus give a direct yes or no answer to the questions asked by John's disciples? Why does Jesus use questions to answer questions? Now Jesus' response to John's disciples' questions is hear and see. That is, look and listen. Now consider the difference. If Jesus had answered with a straight, yes, I am, the disciples would have rushed back to John the baptizer with the answer and maybe have learnt nothing. But how much more did they learn by having to look and listen? How much more did they have to catch by osmosis? Perhaps they shifted from having a rational understanding of who Christ is to being prophets themselves, to being a sign, a sacrament of Christ's presence in the world. Perhaps they were able to live the question. Now Jesus asks seven other questions, which is really just one, asked seven different ways. How Jesus asks these questions is perhaps more important than what is asked. It is possibly in the how of asking the questions that Jesus does several things. First, he emphasises the importance of John the baptizer as the one preparing the way. Secondly, he has the people looking at themselves, at their own motivation and what drives them. What did they go out to see? Why did they go out? Did they go out to the desert because they were curious or inquisitive? Because John was seen as an oddity or a rarity, somehow different? Was it peer pressure or was there a genuine longing to learn, to search for the truth, to hear what John had to say? Finally, Jesus was challenging the people to live the questions. Did they really want to hear and see John? Did they want to listen to him as a prophet? Did they really want to hear his message and be a sacrament of Christ's presence in their world? And what about us? Are we searching and questioning? More importantly, are we living the questions? Now, our church today is facing a crisis which raises some difficult questions. But is the church addressing the real issues? For instance, is the decline in priests' numbers shifting the focus of the church from the real question of why the church exists or of why are we church? Are we as church genuinely trying to search out what it means to be Catholic? To witness Christ's presence in the world? To be a prophet? Are we probing for possibilities, reaching out, trying to express a deep yearning and longing? Or are we comfortably sitting back waiting for an influx of priests who will be and do our religion for us, who will give us answers so that we don't have to see and hear. A worse scenario would be when we think we already have the answers, that we want to live our religion based on our past understanding and experience, that we have all the answers and do not need to ask questions. Now the Gospel today begins with the absence of light. So John's role is akin to turning the light on or showing people where to look when the light finally arrives. So like John, we're asked to make way for the light, 
and our role is to let that light shine through the chunks of solid darkness that litter our human landscape. This requires us to look first at ourselves and work quietly on the darkness that hides within us. The selfishness, the judgment, the lack of forgiveness and the withholding of love that keeps the light of good news from so many people. Let's always remember that a community of people dies when the questions stop. The Apostles' Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Rejoicing in the coming of the Lord, we pray to our God for all our needs. For the leaders of the church, that they may witness to the light of God's word. Lord, hear us. For those imprisoned unjustly, that they may soon be freed. Lord, hear us. For Christians, that they may learn what it means to be anointed by God's Spirit. Lord, hear us. For this community gathered in prayer, that we may speak words of healing. Lord, hear us. For all who are ill and those who care for them, for healing, strength and peace. Lord, hear us. For those who have fallen asleep in Christ, that they may live now in the presence of Christ, especially those for whom we now pray. Lord, hear us. Saving God, we ask you to listen to our prayers. Grant what we need to witness to your love. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. By the mystery of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ who humbled himself to share in our humanity.
Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink. With humble spirit and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, our Lord, and may this sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of his name, for our good and the good of all his holy church. May the sacrifice of our worship, Lord, we pray, be offered to you unceasingly, to complete what was begun in sacred mystery, and powerfully accomplish for us your saving work. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Preface 2 of Advent The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God, through Christ our Lord. For all the oracles of the prophets foretold him. The Virgin Mother longed for him with love beyond all telling. John the Baptist sang of his coming and proclaimed his presence when he came. It is by his gift that already we rejoice at the mystery of his nativity, so that he may find us watchful in prayer and exultant in his praise. And so with angels and archangels, with thrones and dominions, and with all the hosts and powers of heaven, we sing the hymn of your glory, as without end we acclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy, and you never cease to gather a people to yourself so that from the rising of the sun to its setting a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration, that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and, giving thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and, giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, 
the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray, upon the oblation of your church, and recognising the sacrificial victim, by whose death you willed to reconcile us to yourself, grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect, especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Saint Joseph, her spouse, with the blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints, on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth, with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Mark, our Bishop, and his assistant, Ken, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. To our departed brothers and sisters, and to all who were pleasing to you at their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy for ever the fullness of your glory. Through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours for ever and ever. Amen. At the Saviour's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity 
in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. May this mingling of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ bring eternal life to us who receive it. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world, grant us peace. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit through your death gave life to the world, free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the receiving of your body and blood, Lord Jesus Christ, not bring me to judgment and condemnation, but through your loving mercy be for me protection in mind and body, and a healing remedy. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. The Communion Antiphon Say to the faint of heart, be strong and do not fear. Behold, our God will come and he will save us. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you in my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. The Blood of Christ. Amen. Let us pause for a time of quiet post-communion prayer and reflection.
what has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. We implore your mercy, Lord, that this divine sustenance may cleanse us of our faults and prepare us for the coming feasts. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Many thanks to everyone for participating in this time of praise, worship and reflection upon our God's infinite love. The Lord be with you. Let's bow our heads and pray for God's blessing. May the almighty and merciful God, by whose grace you have placed your faith in the first coming of his only begotten Son, and yearn for his coming again, sanctify you by the radiance of Christ's advent and enrich you with his blessing. As you run the race of this present life, may he make you firm in faith, joyful in hope, and active in charity. Rejoicing now with devotion at the Redeemer's coming in the flesh, may you be endowed with the rich reward of eternal life when he comes again in majesty. And may the blessing of Almighty God the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down on you and remain with you forever. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Faith, Hope and Love, Christian Worship and Reflection, led by Rev. Paul Kelly. Advent Hymn, O Come Lord, in memory of Paolo Mario Paul Giacomantonio, 1968-2020, by Paul W. Kelly, based on Ancient Church O Antiphons of Advent, arranged and sung with additional lyrics by Stephen Kelk, 2020. Production by KER, 2020. May God bless and keep you.